It's time for the Unsolicited Advice Podcast. With over 20 years experience talking smack to each other and good at cracking cold ones and talking football, this is your favorite source for fantasy football wisdom. And now, here's your hosts, Charlie and Bryce. Gentlemen, Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Unsolicited Advice with Charlie and Bryce. And as always, I am Bryce. And with me today, I have Charlie. But I also have another special guest who you can probably hear stomping around upstairs. Yeah, she's she's uh, she's running around. This is way past her bedtime. She's getting a lot of steps in right now. Yeah, she is just running back her, and forth. You gotta check her Fitbit right now. She's, yeah. she's getting it up there. Daisy is, uh, is just going buck wild right now that's and right let me just say this bryce yeah the pod waits for no man or woman that's or right. or child. child that's right um so we're just gonna roll with it yeah and if you hear some some stampeding going on just don't worry about it yeah it's under control that's right animal controls up there with her uh it's not a herd of buffalo Although it may sound like it, it may just, very well sound like that. We know it's not a, a stampede of Broncos. <laughs> you see what I did there? You see what I did? That was that was something right there. <laughs> but hopefully, um, hope hopefully they will have have that problem wrestled or lassoed. I guess is what I meant to say. Yeah, um, and. <laughs> Charlie, let's do it. Uh, Bryce, let's talk some football. Let's do it. Cheers. Cheers. What is she doing up there? Uh, she's having. I never know it. what she's doing. Yeah. Um, all right. So, Charlie, we had we do have some news uh, to address right off the bat. Um, unfortunately, uh, majority of it is injury news. Um, good and bad uh, on both sides of the equation there. Um, biggest one probably is uh, for, well, I wouldn't say the biggest one, but one of the main ones is Tredavious White, uh, uh, starting cornerback for the Buffalo Bills, uh, looked at as their number one DB, uh, unfortunately tore his Achilles uh, in the middle of their game on Sunday, Charlie. Uh, that's a big loss for them. Spent uh, two years in a row. That's that's terrible. He tore his ACL last year. Yeah, early on. Yeah, it, starting it is to a not, huge loss. Yeah, it's starting not to look good for him. Yeah, outlook wise, as far as his uh, injuries go. But um, I'll be very curious to see if the Bills try and make a, a move at the deadline or before the deadline for just more cornerback depth. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they pull a Miami Dolphins either. Honestly. Um, Go go snag a really top tier guy. Um, yeah, who knows? But I, I could see him doing it. So I'm not not counting out the Bills there. You think that uh, they would get a guy in season? Yeah, I do. I I think that they McDermott, don't have they don't have depth at that position. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, um, but I I do think that McDermott runs a pretty friendly defensive back system, and I think if he was able to. Uh, find the right guy. Um, I think they very well could go plug a guy in there, um, almost like what the 
Patriots are about to do here, mm. Charlie. So, mm. um, kind of segueing there, I will start off on the bad side of the fence for the New England Patriots, more specifically the New England Patriots defense. Uh, Matthew Judon and their star cornerback rookie, Christian Gonzalez, both done for the season, right? Judon? Uh, I didn't hear for sure about Judon. I haven't heard about... Okay. he. I know he's out and he has... Um, I thought it was a torn bicep. Yes. It was a partially torn lower bicep. Okay. Which he's going to get surgery for, which I think generally means out for the season, except there are, I know of two examples where... Uh, J.J. Watt came back from a torn bicep early on in the season. Yep. Although his, I think, was in training camp. Um, and Dre... Uh, Quan Alexander for the 49ers, he tore his bicep in season and was able to come back. But we're talking about if the Patriots were to make a playoff run, probably. Right, right. And so probably the bigger loss is Christian Gonzalez because he was a stud defensive back. Dude, for he was looking like a... Front runner possibly for like D-Roy. Deep, yeah, yeah. Um, um, that's yeah. That really is unfortunate. Go uh, ahead and say the second part of the news. So, if you remember, I, and I think we addressed it on the pod, Charlie. I don't, I don't remember for sure, but I think we did say something about it. Um, the Chargers had deactivated or had healthy scratched <laughs> J.C. Jackson. J.C. Jackson was the ex-Patriot DB who had gotten paid. I mean, absolutely paid. Massive contract. Massive contract from the Chargers uh, in the offseason. And I think he's been there for, what, one full year? He got hurt last year. I think he dislocated his kneecap or something like that last year. And I think that his contract was that offseason. So he hasn't even had like a full year with them and now all of a sudden has been healthy scratches over the last couple of games and charlie the patriots end up trading back for jc jackson uh, and plugging him back in and uh charlie if this doesn't prove the fact that like don't go chasing patriots defensive backs because like they don't pan out in most places besides the patriots stefan gilmore might be the only exception to that rule would you agree again stefan gilmore was a defensive player of the year for the patriots right and then hasn't been anywhere close to that now he's been good solid right makes plays but nowhere Nowhere near near. yeah i mean bill belichick is this he's a secondary coach right um that's his background and he knows what he's doing with those guys and he's probably thrilled to get jc jackson back on a for a what a 2025 seventh round draft pick, and the Chargers are paying majority of his massive contract to begin with. So yeah, it's they like, are paying. A, the Patriots will be paying a portion of it, but um, the Chargers are going to take a hit here. But so kind of like a plus minus there, get losing Christian Gonzalez but gaining J.C. Jackson. But who will probably honestly, this just seems like a Patriots thing to happen. J.C. Jackson will probably just return right back to the. Yeah. form he was yeah. with the Patriots three Probably. years ago or whatever. Yeah. Um, well, I hate to say it, but Patriots have a lot more problems in their defense. Right damn now, right. Charlie. Damn so right. We'll get into that later. If but. he's playing as good as Christian Gonzalez, they're still the worst team in their division. Yeah. Probably. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so two very notable um, injured reserve designations, Charlie, both Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup. Are, did Jonathan Taylor get designated to return? Yep. 
He did? Yep. They Both of their pra- their 21-day um, active windows have opened up. So TBD on if they will actually be activated and then suit up. Um, but, but they are both practicing. They are both practicing in full. Yep. So probably pretty likely that we see those guys back. I think more likely Jonathan Taylor than Cooper Cup. However, I think that's like... I think it's like a 99% chance Jonathan Taylor suits up and like probably a 90%. So like very likely on both fronts. Um, but there is a little bit of doubt with Cooper Cup still. Apparently Jonathan Taylor is 100% healthy. So wow. Um, that's what I've heard. I heard at least. So, I mean, and that's, I want to get into it a little bit, Charlie, before we get into, uh, you know, my the superlatives. Games. Yeah. Oh. Um, what 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 can we expect from Jonathan Taylor moving forward? Like, is this someone that we're hoping won't be on the Colts after the next couple of weeks? Like, is he someone we're just starting right away as our RB one? Like, what what should our listeners expect and and look for from Jonathan Taylor moving forward? Well, um, I think that he might find a new uh, what's the word I'm looking for. He might, might team. N- no. What I was gonna say is like, a, he might feel a little. I, I'm uh, either way. What I'm trying. What I'm. Yeah. Okay. For the Colts, since okay. he's seen the success that they've had, which isn't you know, it's not like tremendous success, but something to work with. All of a with. sudden, it's like, oh dang, maybe we're gonna kind of turn this thing around when we weren't expecting to. Sure. And he could really help Anthony Richardson do well, uh, do better than he's been doing. Um, and I think that Zach he Moss could, hasn't been bad though. So no, 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 you give no, him no, some no. Credit. but is the defense going to fear Jonathan Taylor or Zach Moss well, more? So there's just like true. a level of how defenses will have to play differently. And, um, so I think, you know, it, it'll be interesting. I do think Jonathan Taylor will be worth starting. Um, this week, definitely after this week. Okay. And I think depending on your running back room, probably this week. So if you are a fantasy manager that has Jonathan Taylor, more than likely you got him somewhere later on in the rounds. So you probably have enough running back depth ahead, but you're probably pretty desperate for an RB one at this sense. Well, let's just say that let's just throw two scenarios out there. Okay. All right. So you've got one guy that is a lock. You're fine with it. Um, maybe you add a later first round pick and you decide to go two stud running backs. You got Bijan and then followed up with Jonathan Tur- Taylor, maybe a little bit of a reach, but early in the second round. Um, and then your second back is Raheem Mostert. And now Jonathan Taylor's coming back. Are you starting Raheem or Jonathan Taylor this week? Devon HN. <laughs> well, so that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah. At what point are yeah. we like, uh, I, I, Jonathan I, Taylor or if I had Jonathan Taylor on my, on my roster, I, I'm probably still sitting him this week. I, that's just me. Depending on, on that's who your RB2 is at this I, point. I'm probably still sitting him this week. Um, I don't know that you would start Zach Moss. Okay, I was about to ask that next. But I, I don't know that I would necessarily start Jonathan Taylor. I would just like, to, I would I think that they will ease him into it. I just have a hard time believing that his first game back, 
they're going to give him 20-plus carries. Like, I just have a hard time believing that they would thrust him into that position. But who knows? They obviously don't give a shit about running backs. So, again, who knows? So, all right. So, Charlie, I have – we're about – it's crazy to say, but, like, we're, on, we're a quarter, almost a quarter way through the season. Yeah. Uh, like, as far as days in the weeks go, yeah, I'd say we are. Yeah. So, I have a couple superlatives here. And I want you to just answer these off the fly here, okay? So, the first, I have two team ones and two fantasy ones, okay? okay. I'm going to give you the two team ones first. Get the bro- mojo flowing, you know, juices going. All right, maybe a couple beers down, you know, things yep. like that, okay? Yep. Here's your first one. Most surprising team. Houston. So far this season. Okay, Why? So, do you want me to give you a, a surprising oh. and a positive and a surprising and a negative, maybe? No, 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 no. Just one? I was I left that up to interpretation okay. as far as the second one is more negative, so okay. go with positive. Um, Houston, C.J. Stroud is un- playing unbelievable, and I'll get more into what he has done so far, but... Um, now, they started out 0-2, which was expected, but they were playing really tough. And now they're on a two-game winning streak, and this is going to sound crazy, folks. But Houston has the chance to go on a three-game win streak for the first time since 2018. Mm. Uh, That's pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, And all-new coaching staff, this team for the past two years has been just the – they're the team that you chalk up a W on on the schedule. In in August, you chalk that up. You know what I mean? Um, they and one of their wins is a divisional win, so that's big. I mean, if you had asked me last week, there would have been a different answer for sure. But I was just so impressed with, and I'm equally unimpressed with the pits. And frankly, if I did a uh, su- surprising team like on the opposite end of the spectrum, it would probably be the Steelers. But, um. Either way, I'm very impressed with what D'Amico Ryans is doing with the Houston Texans and how they're all um, – the offense is playing especially, but the defense is really starting to tighten the bolts here a little bit. And uh, I have been th- – I, I just said the Texans, and I was practicing in the car how to say Texans instead of nice. Texans. Yeah, nice. But I just think I say X like te- Texas. Texas. No, maybe I say Texas. I don't know, dude. I don't know. All right, so moving on here, Charlie. Uh, Second team one. Biggest disappointing team. Okay, so So there was a... um, The biggest disappointment. um, I would probably say the Bengals. Okay. And I would go the Steelers, but... Mainly the Steelers because of the preseason hype. Okay. Um, And then the Bengals, even Joe Burrow not being 100%, I expect better than three points. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They've had – there was some crazy stat out there that they have had – oh, in in the first four games, they've had three touchdowns. Oof. With Joe Burrow as their quarterback. You know what I mean? Like that is – 
pretty wild. Now, we did say, you know, temper your expectations with Joe Burrow coming off the injury and everything because he kind of started slow this year, but it wasn't like this. Right. Um, they lost in a crazy shootout week one last year. This has been abysmal. Yeah. And um, so I would say they are the biggest disappointment. Yeah, I would say my most surprising uh, – it may not be uh, – Go ahead. Do it. I, I want to say, say the it. Dolphins just because of how explosive their offense has looked so far. Um, but I'd like to see that. Like, we know the Dolphins are good. We've known that. It, it's more about seeing them throughout the season. But, like, something feels a little different about the Dolphins this year than it did last year. Yep. I don't know if we just have seen more of it, so there is more belief there. Um, but Dolphins are legit. Dolphins yep. are definitely legit. And I, I'm not, I know that I'm saying that after they just got schlacked by Buffalo, but they have a long track record of never doing well in Buffalo or playing in Buffalo. So we'll see. But I I think the Dolphins look pretty good. Biggest biggest disappointment for me, I won't say the Panthers, it's the Giants. They look bad. They look bad, Charlie. Yeah, they do. Really bad. Their offensive line looks worse than the Panthers, if not equal to. Daniel Jones looks bad. I would say the Giants look worse, and they're hurt. They are hurt. Yes, but still, I mean, even... You don't wh- give up 11 sacks. I do. That is insane. It's pretty bad. I'll say that. I pretty have bad. to say part of 11 sacks is on the quarterback no matter how you slice it, dude. Yeah, yeah. Get so, rid of the ball. Just get rid of the ball. Uh, you know, biggest disappointment, probably the G-man. Sorry, Mike Straw, but uh, most surprising, uh, I'd probably go with the Dolphins there. Um, so here are your two fantasy ones, Charlie, okay? Okay. Um, it doesn't have to be necessarily related to you, but in general, fantasy football, best player claimed off waivers Puka. so far this year. Puka. Puka? Yeah. Yeah. Um, A-Chan is, is working his way there, but Puka for sure. I yeah. mean, he's he was not drafted at all. That's a pretty you classic could, you one. You could have been in a 14-team league. Yeah, no. You, you were drafting Puka. No. So he is... Yeah. For sure, the best player claimed off waivers. Okay. Yeah, I would say Kyron Williams has been kind of up there as well as of late. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Tank Dell probably slipped through the cracks a little bit. He may have been. He was probably drafted more than Puka, though. Yeah, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but, the, you know, I want to keep an eye on here is, uh, and I don't know his first name, the McLaughlin kid out of Denver, the running back. McLaughlin. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, that kid's got some juice, Charlie. Yep. He came in. He looked way better and way faster than both Samaje P. Ryan and Javante Williams. I would not be surprised if that kid is who we're talking about next week. All so, right. Uh, keep your eye on him. Uh, Charlie, overall biggest fantasy dud so far this year. This Najee Harris. One. Think so? Oh, yeah. You think so, though? After every... Yes. Yeah. After last yes. year, though, he, I feel like he oh, okay. kind of had the okay. same... Issues last year, he was he got hot. He got better. I won't say hot. He got better as the season went on last year. But I feel like a lot. He had this roller coaster type issue last year. Don't you agree? Their offensive line was worse last year. I thought. Um, well, I don't know, dude. Like, th- is it just the hype? Like the expectations were higher. Than where he's for performing where, still. For where he's drafted, I think he is he's the biggest mm. disappointment. Um I'm sure you're gonna say someone and I'm gonna agree with it, but 
that was just right on top of my mind because he makes me so mad. Because mm. I'm also in a league that it, I, I benched him this past week, and I'll probably bench him again this week, but it's hard for me to bench him because of who I have. Yeah. But yeah. I was proven right again. I mean, it's, he's really just a disappointment. So who's your... Yeah, I, I think you could probably, you should argue, probably a couple Bengals here. Both Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase have yeah, been yep. just absolute duds so far this season. And although we kind of expected Joe Burrow to get off on, you know, a slow start, I don't think anyone was expecting this slow of a start. Um, but, Charlie, I think the number one on my list is, has to be Justin Fields. Uh, now, again, I, I feel he like did, I keep he saying did, he, he did, did have just a have week. a really good game. Yeah, yeah. But he, they did lose that game for whatever it's worth. But mm. fantasy wise, he did just have another really good game. So I don't know if that's an overreaction or uh, underreaction. But like, if we don't see that type of consistency with Justin Fields moving forward, you know, a lot of people took them took him higher than what was probably expected, thinking that there would be a lot of hype and motivation and he would have these 30 point weeks on a more consistent basis. So can I throw in, um, at least one more, uh, honorable mention here? Sure. Derrick Henry. Yeah. Yeah. He did just have a big game. And another one where it's like, maybe he's been like really poor. Yeah. 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 But see, like with Najee, there hasn't been a redemption, like any sort of redeeming game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, you know, all the Steelers in general, their offense at least, their offensive players at least, have just not had... Pickens has helped me win a game. Okay. At least. Because um, of that long touchdown in, what, week two? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean... Hadn't been there since. Yeah. Oh, and I want to <laughs> say, uh, I went out on a limb, which now it doesn't seem like I went out on a limb, but yeah. I did, and started C.J. Stroud. Oh, CJ Stroud's a good uh, superlative. He's an honorable mention for waiver wire pickup. Yeah. But uh, I picked up CJ Stroud and decided to start him over Joe Burrow. Nice. And uh, it was like a 25 point difference. Joe Burrow had me five points on my bench and, and CJ Stroud had me 30. So that was, that was a good call. Pretty pleased with that. And I picked up Houston's defense for that game, too. So that was nice. pretty sweet. All right, Charlie, let's do good week, bad week. All right, let's do it. What you got? Houston, dude. I'm on the Houston, Houston train right good now. week. Good week to be a Houston Texans fan, Texans fan, uh, a player coach. This is the most hope this team has probably had. I mean, think about how many years in a row they've had the top five pick and or in the top five in the draft. And remember last year they were they – were, like one drive away from having the number one overall pick and, and Lovey Smith's like, nah, F it. We're going to go for it and win it. Lost the first overall pick. Who's, who's to say they wouldn't have drafted C.J. Stroud anyways, but they got C.J. Stroud, got Will Anderson, and now they are – if they win this week and Jacksonville loses to Buffalo in London, they're first in their division. Wow. So that that's – I think that's a great week. Bad week to be Pittsburgh. Same game. Yeah. Um, there have continued calls for Matt Canada's head, which I mean, I'm calling for it. Yeah. Yeah. And then we were calling for it last year, Yeah, but, uh, it's getting bad. Um, Mike Tomlin, dude, you, there are people calling for your head, um, which is outrageous to me, but 
you're going to need to do something. And you said there are going to be changes this week. Did you hear what those changes were? A whole lot of nothing. They practiced in pads. Those were the changes. Okay. Now. Doesn't mean a whole lot to me. Right. That, but that was what he said the changes were. We're changing our practice routine. We're practicing in pads this week. Yeah. Um, now, I don't want to put too much on this. But I do think their practice schedule the past two weeks has been messed up because of plane issues. Mm. Their plane um, last week was delayed, and they got home like eight hours or ten hours later than they were supposed to. So that they basically missed a day of practice. Um, and then again this week, when they left, they had to delay their flight because of mechanical issues. Uh, get a new plane, first of all, or find a new way to get back, ride with the commoners on Delta or something. You know what I mean? Like, get, yeah. get home and practice because y'all yeah. need it. Um, but yeah, the, uh, bad way to be a Pittsburgh Steeler, you know, person right now. Sounds good. I think that's the biggest bullshit excuse a Steelers fan could use if they use it. But Hey, you know? Yep. I just wanted to bring call spade. You know, spade. I, I just wanted to cover all the bases. There. Sure, got it. Uh, yeah, Charlie, I kind of agree with you. Good week to be a Houston Texan. Uh, more specifically, C.J. Stroud. Yeah. Um, you know, has arguably looked like the best rookie quarterback so far this year. So shout out to the Texans on getting him there and uh, allowing him to have that type of success. Um, but Can, yeah, I, I want to add on to that when you're done with the good with the good week. I'm done with that. Okay. Uh, you said the best rookie quarterback this year. His numbers right now, if it were to continue this way, will be the best rookie quarterback in the history of the NFL. Like okay. numbers wise, I don't. Is, I mean, and that's yeah, like, we don't expect I get that. it, but like I don't read into that. Well, let me just add one it's more. Like thing. the Vikings last year, like we knew a regression was going to happen. Let me just add one more thing though. There are he is he just became the sixth quarterback ever in NFL history to in his first four games of a season, ha- averaged 300 yards a game and uh, zero interceptions. Do you want to hear who the other five are? Sure. Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Patrick Mahomes. Nice. And a couple of those guys did it. Multi- like Tom Brady had three years in a row. Patrick Mahomes had two. But uh, six quarterback ever. I'm not trying to... I'm just trying to say this kid has been pretty damn good with a talented offensive line and some guys that maybe just needed someone a little better to throw to him. He's got some talent on that offense, and they're playing well. Okay. Um, my bad week, uh, it's got to be the G-men. Uh, it's got to be the G-men. Yeah. It's got to be the G-men. It was pretty brutal. Uh, Brian Dayball seen shaking his head and throwing iPads on the sideline. Just, uh, you know, knowing that you paid Daniel Jones 40 mil a year to do what? Now I will say this about the G man. Oh, come on. Don't, don't, don't stand on the soapbox for everyone. Call them out, Charlie. Call them out. They, they suck right now. They do. Don't give them an excuse. The Pittsburgh excuse was bullshit. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. Don't give the giants an out. This is bullshit. They suck right now. They they went. This is a team that went to the playoffs and won a fucking playoff game last year. Charlie, do not give them an out. I'm not, okay. 
Then I won't. Good. I was just trying to say their defense didn't look terrible. Yeah, because Geno Hurt got Geno Smith got hurt halfway through, not even halfway through the game. True. Drew Locke was their quarterback after that. He looked good too. Yeah. We'll see. All right, let's go into the games. Thursday night football. Charlie Geno came back in. By the way. Regardless, do you think he was 100%? No. Okay. So, are we going to keep doing the song and dance, or are we good? Well, I'm just saying that <laughs> Seattle... Are we going to keep doing it? Seattle We're going to get a pick six. What was the final score? 24 to 3. Okay. So, their team, you know... Do you think they were trying points. after that? I don't know what time they gave okay. up, but All I think right, they gave, up, I think oh they gave up three weeks Thursday there, night football, Charlie. We had the Lions versus the Packers. Um... Charlie, I, I'm convinced. You don't have to convince me anymore. Um, Dan Campbell hates Jameer Gibbs. I know it. I know it for a fact. Um, you don't have to convince me. Um, I'm starting to believe in this conspiracy theory. I, I just I think that he views him as uh, probably a weak, uh, weak individual and a scat back and someone that they just think is pretty and shiny and they're going to keep in this shiny glass case. Uh, yeah, I had to bench him, dude. I bench him on my fans. Yeah, I, I'm I'm doing the same thing. Um, I'm, I just don't, until they show me again that they will properly use him, like they drafted him 12th overall, like um, he's going to remain on my bench until um, moving forward. So, Charlie, I was impressed, though, with the Lions defense. Um, Jordan Love and the Packers offense had looked good, and I know Aaron Jones was not 100%. But they absolutely bottled up this Packers offense, and they just dominated them from start to finish. But I have a question for you, Bryce. Okay. If you had a performance out of David Montgomery that you had, are you going to put Jameer Gibbs in that much? Are you going to take the ball away from David Montgomery? Why? Why? I mean, why can't you get Gibbs involved at all? At all? They were on. They were on the two yard line. If you if you view Derrick Montgomery as the powerhouse back and like get him in, that's fine. But like, where is he at in between? He's not there. That's what pisses me off. Is that when they're in between the twenties, Jameer Gibbs is still not the guy. That's what's bullshit. Yeah, is that they they it was Ben Johnson like flaunted every him. every other third down back is what it seems like. Yeah, it's just like and like, is it because he can't pass block? Is it because He's only getting to the outside, but like, it just seems like they don't even give him a chance to make the same type of runs that David Montgomery makes, and, and I just don't understand. I I wonder if it wasn't the running back they thought they were getting, and what I mean by that is maybe he's not comfortable running through the tackles, but he had some good runs in college that were. This through guy the- went to freaking Alabama. But, this guy was at Alabama. Where do they run? They're not. It's not Oregon. They ain't no, right. dishing it out to him on a wheel route. This is Bama. This guy ran up the tackles. Right, but maybe he's not comfortable there. And when you play at Bama, your offensive line is better than most of the country, so it's so easier saying to run Bama's, through the tackles. You're saying Bama's offensive line is better than the Lions' offensive line? No, what I'm saying is that they're better than – they're a lot. Bama's offensive line is a lot better than the defensive lines are going against outside of Georgia. Mm. So, and I would be interested to see Jameer Gibbs against Georgia. Like it's, I'd go look up his numbers um, just to see because all of a sudden he probably 
He probably expects big holes. If they're not there, he bounces outside where he's comfortable. I don't know. But I wonder if that's been the case. I'm, I'm, I'm not happy about it. But, uh, but, but frankly, he hasn't. Well, never mind. I, d- I disagree with what I was about to say, so I'm not going to say it. There you go. All right, Charlie, let's let's move on here. Um, let's go into the London game, Charlie. The Toy Story I'm, game. I'm ready for something to give you like a little bit of excitement. Charlie, the Toy Story game was awesome. Perfect. It was awesome. Did you watch? Yeah, I did. How much did you watch? Um, I didn't watch any of the regular game, but all of the game that I did watch was the Toy Story game. Okay. Because I was with my girls and... Um, and and Daisy's cousin Miles, yeah, he was he was into it, yeah, and so um, that was pretty cool. That it was awesome. Uh, there were some glitches at first; it didn't really sure. work out too great at first. Looking, looking like a like GTA for a little bit, yeah, yeah, like almost before well, the game, the, they like when they like kicked it off, twitch, oh, the yeah. ball just like they kicked it off, and then the ball just kept going way out of the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, maybe that was their way of saying it was a touchback, you know? Yeah, but. Uh, but if they they showed some uh, like side by sides of the actual play with the it really tightened up and was yeah. like money. So apparently they put chips in the players' uh, chest protectors or pads uh, that track them, and then they used a sky view to kind of monitor all of the. What players. about what about um, in the helmet? Did they have something in the they, helmet? A couple of them they did like have the like in maybe? the helmet. Like Calvin Ridley had a camera in his helmet because that his touchdown pass. They kind of showed it from his perspective, which I thought was really cool. I noticed they did that a few times with the quarterbacks, like yep. showed it from their perspective. Yeah. So it was really cool. Uh, Bijan had a really sick juke that was like really clear on there as well. Um, but this was awesome. Like, give me more of this. Like Nickelodeon, I think in like ESPN did a great job with this, but like bringing back like the slime time games, like I want all of this. I think this is how you reach a younger a younger demographic, like as a 31 year old man, well, Bryce, I really you, enjoyed watching. You don't watching. have any kids and, and you really enjoyed it. So I know. Like, I know. Yeah. So, I mean, it just proves like, let me was, just say this. Awesome. Though. The slinky dog was the first down marker. Charlie. Oh, that was genius. The chain gang. Yeah. Man. He was the chain gang. Genius. I genius. thought it was sick. I bet the they only had a great thing time. I saw this tweet. The only thing that I thought they should have done better was the pig, the, um, uh, piggy geez, bank, piggy bank. With, you know how he's like a gambler? He wears his little visor. Yeah. They should have gone to him for like, what's the line of the game? Or like, what's <laughs> the probably, fantasy value? They're probably not trying to promote gambling. But. Well, it would have been awesome, though. <laughs> it would have been awesome. Telling your five-year-old, yeah, hit the over. Hit, yeah, the, hit over. the over on that one. <laughs> Put money in the piggy bank. Um, uh, oh, damn, I had a thought that I wanted to share about this specifically. Oh, but well, either way, they they probably had a great time. Oh yeah, I remember my thought. But they probably had a great time, like create, like choosing Slinky Dog as a chain, like getting yeah. it all together. Probably had a great time doing it. But let me just say this: if the 49ers were playing, I'm not watching a goddamn second of the Toy Story game. Okay, I'm watching the real game. That's it. Okay, that's a little intense, but but that's okay. how I feel. I, I thought it was great. Okay, but if that Lily during the game brought up charlie what if you had to watch what, what if, if this was a, Niners like the, game? a joke show of what a if they like said the she said what if this was the only way to watch it i'd say well obviously i'd fucking watch it but i'm gonna be pissed off about it i don't like when it's the niners i don't want fucking andy dude 
Okay. You know well, what I mean? Yeah, I get that, but... I don't want Andy's room. I want cool, Levi Stadium. Cool your jets, okay? It obviously wasn't the only televised broadcast of the game. Right, I'm just saying. So, wow. Um, Charlie, do you remember what you said about Desmond Ritter? He's a winner, dude. He's a winner. Did he win the game? Uh, well, it was a Toy Story game. <laughs> no, I don't dude. think he won the game. So, uh, awesome. Uh, Charlie, a couple things about the game, though. Obviously, Falcons, I think, are going to start to regress back to where we assumed they probably would be. Still a decent team, uh, but not a team that's going to... I don't think a team that we're going to see really push for playoffs here. But um, it felt bi- like a get-right game. Sounds biased. Get, felt like a get-right game for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Dude, and They're home away from home. Yeah, and Trevor Lawrence looked really good using his legs all game long. I was really happy to see that overall, and I really think he needs to continue to do that in order for this offense to be productive. There's another guy that could have been a disappointment in the fantasy world. Travis that, Etienne? Uh, Trevor Lawrence. I, I'm not giving up on him yet. No, Because no, he no, had a solid I game here. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would absolutely would not give up on him. But yeah. to this point, to this point, yes, it has been. No, yeah, I would. There's no chance I'd. I mean, they're going to bounce back. I think they'll be fine. Yeah. However. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. All right, Charlie, let's go into the one o'clock games here. We had uh, Steelers versus Texans. Obviously, with your good week, bad week, uh, we all have a very good feeling on how you thought this game played out. Do you have any other information to give us? Do you want to drag Steelers fans in the dirt anymore? Do you want Did to make... I do that? Well, you didn't have any kind words to say about the Steelers. Well, remember... how, about, how about this? Try one to say one nice thing about the Steelers from this game. Look, when I try to say something nice about the Giants, you had you wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah, remember when you're you... making excuses. Remember when you... you're making excuses. No, I was giving them compliments on their defense. No, well, you made excuses for the Steelers. They don't want to hear an excuse. I want to hear a nice thing. Well, remember when Giants, you made me you do this? Remember when you made me okay. do this with when the Niners had almost the exact same score against the Steelers? Yeah. You made me find three nice things to say about the no, Steelers. No, I think it was only one nice thing. No. After I said one nice thing, you said another one. Well, and it was another TJ Watsack and another TJ Watsack. Okay. That's all I had. Say one nice thing about the Steelers. <laughs> um Oh, I was about to say something really terrible, so I'm not going to say it. Move on. Okay. I've got nothing right uh, now. We're not moving on to a good one here, Charlie. Uh, Vikings, Panthers. Um, Vikings D looked much improved here. Uh, I don't know what that really means considering their opponent here. Um, but Brian Flores had this defense uh, stemming all over the field, and it really caused a lot of issues. His blitzes were working all day long. Um, I was really oh, impressed. I, no, never mind. Go ahead. Sorry. I was really impressed with the Vikings defense, especially the scoop and score that ended up being uh, what uh, the points that sealed the game. But um, Charlie, I, there's just so much wrong with the Panthers right now. It's almost like the Giants in this sense. Uh, I, I'm I'm not pissed off anymore. I'm just sad. Um, I think that's I'm already to that point. Um, I really don't know if I believe in Frank. Um, I think he should give up play calling at this point. Um, how many times will Bryce Young check to a wide receiver screen? Now, some of them were open. Some of them were not. I don't know that my main issue comes down to, I don't know that Frank Reich really trusts Bryce Young. We, we both know that Frank like Reich loves a big, tall quarterback. And Bryce just isn't that guy. 
So I have a feeling that like bottom line, he drafted him though. Yeah, he did. He did. Uh, but I have a feeling like there are some issues there with Frank and his play calling because clearly what we saw from Andy Dalton out in Seattle is not the same thing that we're seeing from Bryce Young after the week after that game. Because when we had Andy Dalton back there, it looked like a completely different team. We were scoring points. We had creative play calls. I was all into it. But it, we're not. I'm not seeing that here. So I don't know what's going on. Uh, he can't get the play call in in time without getting uh, bleeding the play clock down to literally five seconds every single time. Um, and again, I just I have so many more questions than answers at this point. I, I do think Frank Reich needs to give up play calling because I don't see it. I'm starting to truly question a lot of the play calls and checks where I'd like to see what Thomas Brown can do as far as play calling things that are specific to what Bryce Young does well. Frank Reich needs to be the game manager, the head coach, kind of like the Ron Rivera role. He needs to just manage the game and and be an, the adult in the room. Be, yeah, be the head coach. Be, be the head coach, and that's all he needs to be. But um, there's a lot of rumors out there now, Charlie, that the Panthers are going to go out and go trade for a wide receiver. I have no comments on that. I would love to see a wide receiver. The top four names that they're uh, rumored are Jerry Judy, Marquise Brown, Devontae Adams, for whatever reason, only because people keep populating that one clip um, yep. where we didn't draft yep. him. Yep. Um, but also Devontae's not and, happy. And T. Higgins. Can I throw out a name? Sure. Um, and this wouldn't cost you much draft capital at all. Um, and I think he's got talent. He's just in a rocky situation with his club, Chase Claypool. No. Why, Why not at all? I what What is he going to do? What has he done in, in Chicago that he would truly do for us? Well, he's gotten, uh, nothing. Like, he's gotten four passes and he has a touchdown. I mean, what I, all I'm saying is when he was in Pittsburgh, he was pretty damn good. He had antics that caused problems like that celebration – when they were tr- doing a two-minute drill, I'm going to cut you off there because I don't need to hear about Chase Claypool. I don't want him, dude. I, I don't. You want have him. no one, Bryce. It's, it, exactly my point. So I you don't can trade want a to trade. 20, 30, I don't want seventh to trade round pick for him. a wide receiver right now. If we can't make it happen with the guys on the roster, we already have such little draft capital. Why are we going to go out and go spend more draft capital? Because that's what it's going to cost in order to bring in a wide receiver one. Wait and do that in the offseason. You haven't signed Brian Burns for a reason. At this point, it's for a reason. So in my mind, trade the motherfucker already. Just trade him and get some draft capital back, and then we'll talk when we have draft picks. But like, either make, make the guy an offer he can't refuse – Right, but I like uh, oh, so so many things that are. Man, wrong. let me just let me just add on to this. And I, Chase you know, Claypool's Chase not going to fucking help us in our look, offense. Right? Look, how much better is he than Adam Thielen? How much better is he than DJ no, I like Chark? I like Adam Thielen, Terrace Marshall Jr. Here's Jonathan Mingo. Uh, he's not. He's much better than Terrace Marshall Jr. and Jonathan Mingo as of right now. I would have to say. And let me just say this: What is the problem with? Trading away a, a seventh-round draft pick three years from now, which is all it would probably take to get Chase Claypool, just to give Bryce one more guy, just to help him develop a little bit of confidence, maybe throwing to another guy, having another option. I mean, it's just... It, for me. How many receptions like has he gotten with Chicago so far? 
Well, he's how, played two. He's created he's played, more he's issues in the locker room than he has actually caught balls. He, he's 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 clearly not going to help an NFL roster this year. Like clearly not. I, I just I, I don't see how that would help us at all. I think it's going to cause even more distractions, and it's honestly going to piss off the fan base. You're going to go get a wide receiver out of Chicago who clearly is on his way out already, and then go trade for him when realistically. He's probably going to get cut in the next three weeks anyway. Like, what the hell are we talking about? We're scraping the bottom of the barrel. Not even the bottom of the barrel. We're scraping the bottom of the fucking dumpster at this point. So, like, I don't... I there's Again, there's so much wrong here that, like, I'm just sad. Because we were promised that this, this was going to be the year that the Panthers were going to go. Not necessarily all in. They did not say that. But they were going to make a push for this thing. And something happened to the point where this team had, who had so much potential with Matt Rule and then Steve Wilkes has absolutely gone down to the shitter. And what makes it even worse, Charlie, is that I continue to see that the Bears now hold the top two draft picks in the NFL draft in 2024. That is the biggest slap in the face because they're already posting the draft order and it's Bears 1, Bears 2 via Carolina. That is the biggest slap in the face that can be right now. Well, as far as the uh, Chase Claypool thing, you did make a good point. He's probably about to get cut, so probably not, not worth trading for him. But it may not be the worst thing to maybe add him for, you know, he's going to be as cheap as it gets. But you made a couple good points. Um, yeah, well, I understand that. Just, yeah, let's just move on. Okay. Uh, so we have Dolphins, Bills. Charlie, what's up with the Dolphins? They go and they blow out Denver, and then they kind of get blown out, Charlie. The first quarter looked exactly how we expected this game to look. Yeah, you know, it was for the just, entire game. I mean, it was a. I felt bad for the defenses. They they were just sprinting the whole time, and it was just touchdown, 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 touchdown. And then the first team to not score a touchdown ended up just <laughs> yeah, getting just blown dominating. out, dominating. Yeah, um, Josh Allen had himself a day. Oh yeah, big time. Uh, four touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, Devon HN also had a big day. Yeah. He had two touch, two tutties. Raheem did not get any. Um, it was, uh, yeah, this, I mean, we kind of already talked about how they, you know, they don't necessarily play well in Buffalo. Um, biggest thing you were impressed with, with the win from Buffalo. That they were able to put week one behind them at this. They they look like who we thought they were, who I actually, I wasn't expecting to see this team again. I kind of thought their window was closing. And it I was so very wrong. Well, and was, guess what? Vaughn Miller's coming back. Yeah. That's well, was, another big IR guy that is coming back this week. I was trying to set you up because... I thought the Bills ran the ball very well in this game. Oh, yeah. Finally, James Cook. Okay. Very well. I see what you're doing because I've been down on, on... On their run game. But I thought they ran the ball pretty effectively here, Charlie. And not just with Josh Allen. But, like, between the tackles, James Cook kind of stuff. I was I was impressed. I, I, I obviously saw most of the game through red zone. But uh, in the latter half of this game where the Bills needed to kind of drown out the clock and have some extended drives. They were able to do so by running the ball. 
They haven't been able to do that in the last couple of years. No, they haven't. Anything else? Um, again, terrible at Tredavis. White went down. Um, yeah. Uh, and I, I'll I'll come back to this, but I think um, Dalton Kincaid is getting the target. Uh, if you're going with a tight end for Buffalo, it does seem like Dalton Kincaid's getting the targets. Dawson Knox might be the t- touchdown vulture. But it does seem like Josh Allen is favoring Kincaid. Fair enough. Charlie, what you got? Broncos, Bears. What you got for that one? Pretty interesting. What a game. Yeah. What a game. It turned into an interesting game at uh, least. Russell Wilson. Officially 28-7 to at one point. Russell Wilson and Justin Fields both just sold some hope to their fan bases. Yeah. Um, now com- in completely different stages of their career, but both – very potentially on their way out in each franchise. And um, they both just sold some major hope. Justin Fields, this was probably his best game as a pro, period. And I'm talking about throwing the ball. You know, he's had, like, astronomical fantasy numbers from running the ball. Um, Justin Fields looked good. Russell Wilson had a hell of a comeback with that team. Um it was a game, dude. That was that was something. Not at all what I expected. Yeah. I expected a close game, but in like the uh, 30 total points category, not in the 50 total points category. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Does it say more about the Bears getting up and then losing the lead or more about the Broncos that they were able to come back from being down 28 to 7. Bad teams find ways to lose. Bad teams don't find ways to win. So I would say more about the Broncos. Does that make sense? So I would I would ex- ability to come back? Yeah, I would expect a bad team if they went up like that to find a way to lose that game like the bears did. Yeah. And it came down to the fourth and one call where, so I'm not surprised by that. So I'm not surprised by that. I'm surprised that the Broncos were able to wrap. They're a bad team. They've had a bad year. They've had all this bad and they were able to somehow rally behind. Well, they're preacher at quarterback, I guess, but they're, they found a way. I think it says more about what the Broncos were able to do than the bears. Yeah. But still both teams sold some hope. Okay, let's move on. Uh, Charlie, we had the Ravens-Browns, and and Charlie, we had heard about Deshaun Watson uh, and his shoulder being uh, a little banged up earlier on in the week, but it was relatively mums the word on, you know, anything major, and then come game time, all of a sudden, Charlie, he's not even active. Uh, Dorian Thompson, Thompson Robinson ended up playing the game. And Charlie, uh, if we learned anything, it's that the preseason is not the regular season. Uh, DTR was a preseason beast and then looked like uh, a JV quarterback uh, playing in his first state championship game. Well, let's talk about this real quick. There's Because there was two rookie quarterbacks that were thrown into it at the last second. Okay. Um, and I'm talking about Aiden O'Connell for the Raiders. Are you going to make another excuse? <laughs> Look, these guys, how many reps have they gotten? I mean, you don't, you can't, as a rookie quarterback, at the very least, 
You need to know you're starting and you need to get the reps. The Browns, Deshaun Watson was cleared by the medical staff to play. Yeah, and that's what's funny because, like, you know, I saw on Twitter fans, David Njoku, their tight end, had what sounded like they called it a house accident. It sounded like a cooking accident where he severely burned his hand and his face. A bonfire accident. Is Is that what it was? Yep. Bonfire accident, whatever. Severely burned his hand and his face. The guy suited up and played the entire game. And Deshaun Watson got cleared by the medical staff and then didn't play. I do. So it sounded like it was a pain tolerance thing for Deshaun Watson. He didn't throw all week. He could not throw. So Mm -hmm. there's, I mean, that's. And I, 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 I almost feel bad, and my, my wife's going to be like, where the hell are your fucking scruples or whatever she says to me about my morals. Right. But I almost feel bad for Deshaun Watson in this sense that it came out that the medical staff cleared him, and he didn't play. This, I don't think that's ever been a question for Deshaun Watson, like giving up on his team or not wanting to be there for his team. I really think he was in too much pain. He couldn't throw. <clears throat> and so... And they were going to try to – he was he apparently woke up Sunday morning ready to go try, and he, he couldn't even do it. So, um, But having said that, rookie quarterbacks, if they are not the starter, they need to be the three because you're not – if you're not getting reps, you have no shot. Your two needs to be a veteran quarterback. This is what I true, truthfully believe. If you have – the Panthers, they have Andy Dalton as their backup. Okay. No, look, this is just a fucking example, dude. Every time I talk about we have an NFL podcast, I can talk about whatever team, okay? okay? You need to have, and this is what's so crazy to me about the Raiders with Aiden O'Connell. You have Brian Hoyer, who won. Jimmy Garoppolo was practicing on Thursday. He ended up not clearing. But despite not clearing, he was practicing. So he was taking reps. And then who takes the two reps? Brian Hoyer was taking the two reps. They decided that Aiden was going to start without the reps. That's not fair. Like, that's not fair to these guys. And frankly, both of them put up fights. Mm. Well, except for Dorian Thompson-Robinson. But Aiden O'Connell did. But he looked bad. And they both looked bad um, because they didn't have the reps. I mean, and I, I don't think that's fair to judge them based off of that. I think the I get the the Browns. There are so many options out there to have as your two. Uh, I don't know. Okay. That, that's that's how I feel about that. I see. All right. Uh, let's move. I on I mean, does here. that make sense? I know that you just yeah. want to. You, you're just sick of excuses, but that's because no, of no, your organization I, or whatever. But like that that is a reasonable. It's just a low blow. Well, you it's know, just a low blow. I don't appreciate that. I gave you your running back, by the way. Don't forget that. All right, let's move on to Rams, Colts. You, you uh, Rams, uh, Rams win in overtime. He's pretty good. I don't know if you knew that. You know, Rams, ESPN Rams gave us win a, in overtime. Charlie, ESPN the Colts gave ended up a, having a great comeback here. Um, but no, Anthony Richardson say what looked like a dud and then uh, came back and had a really productive game fantasy-wise as well. Um, I, I'm not surprised by how scrappy the Rams have been, Charlie, but... Uh, again, for them to be able to kind of come back and, and get this done in overtime here, uh, it's turned out to a 
pretty pretty good game, honestly. Um, but I, I don't know. I I I think these are two very evenly matched teams, and um, obviously it just took them all the way to overtime in order to decide a winner. Yeah, um, it looked like the Rams were running away with it. Uh, they were playing well. It was pretty impressive what Indianapolis was able to do. Um, and yeah, Anthony Richardson has a rushing touchdown on every game. I think he started and yeah, so he has a rushing touchdown in all three games that he's played. Uh, and he looks, you know, he did, it was, it is impressive what Indianapolis is able to do. Um, it was unfortunate they came away with the loss there. I would have liked them to win, but, uh, they're not. They're not going to be a team that just goes easily into the night. Uh, the AFC South is, as a whole are looking pretty tough. Rams, um, they're again, they're a tough team that no one was expecting. That that's another one of those surprise teams that could have been in in your uh, one of the answers to your question there. Maybe an honorable mention. They're a surprise. They're they're looking good. What do you have on this game? I already told you. Um, all right, let's move on here. Well, anything um, else? No, I don't. Uh, we need to see more from both these teams in order to truly assess them. I, I think they're both two evenly matched teams at this moment. Uh, Bucks Saints. Um, what ended up being a pretty heavyweight fight. The Bucks ended up running away from this game uh, a little bit towards the end, Charlie. I think it was twenty-six and nine was the final score, but. Um, I don't know. I, I I'm not I'm not gonna say that I'm impressed with the Buccaneers because um, I don't think they're a good team. I think they are the best team in the NFC South based on their record so far. Um, but I thought this was more about the Saints. You know, Alvin Kamara had a ton of receptions. I think it was like he yeah, had 14 receptions for th- like 34 30, yards. Yeah, like how's that even possible? I was going to ask you that exact question. I, I, I don't know. And, I really and, don't know. And one of those receptions was for 10 yards. So that would put it at 13 receptions for 24 yards. It just felt like, you know, and I don't know how they feel about Jameis, but like it felt like Derek Carr was in there and he was clearly not 100% healthy. And just like just trying to check down. Yeah, the just trying to get dunk. rid of it. Yeah. Which, um, I, the only reason I can come up with his because he wasn't feeling right but that is a and that's almost i mean for fa- if you were in a ppr league thank god alvin kamara had that if you decided to start him but which i did thank god he had 14 or 13 receptions whatever it was but that's an insane number and a really low amount of yards what else that's it that's all i got Tampa Bay's um they're not a good team but they're the best team in the NFC South. Okay. They're better than anyone thought, that's for sure. Oh, they could have been a good they're an honorable mention on your surprise team. I thought about that, but I don't some people are saying that. I don't I, I don't believe it yet. I don't believe it yet. I'd like to see them play more competitive teams cuz uh yeah. All right, let's move on. Commanders Eagles, uh, another overtime game. Charlie. Dude, you're full of optimism. It's awesome. Yeah, uh, Eagles survive in overtime. Um, Charlie, are you? How are you feeling about this game? Are you, are you impressed with 
the commander's ability to scrap? Are we just chalking this up as just a classic divisional rivalry that end up in overtime? Um, what do you think here? I'm uh, very impressed with the commanders, especially how they bounce back from a shellacking in Buffalo or bought from Buffalo. Um, going into Philly and doing that. Now, it, it really does suck that they weren't able to pull it off, but I'm also very impressed with Sam Howell, who I was very hesitant about, as you know. All you know, it's like okay, they've seen one game and he's a starter, and he really performed well. And really, what impressed me was the the game tying touchdown and the drive to get the game tying touchdown and the to, to run the clock out. I mean, that is that's some uh, cojones right there against the Eagles and the division rivalry. At I mean that. There was a lot to be liked there. Um, Bryce, this is Riverboat Ron, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I know where you're going. So yep. a lot of people are wondering, why mm-hmm. didn't you go for two? Yeah, he should have. You think the, so? Yeah, absolutely. The The, the defense was on their heels. The what Eagles, do you think of his, ex, of his excuse? It's bullshit. So what Ron Rivera You're, said, because he was asked about it in his post-game press conference, is that he felt like his team was gassed. And yeah, I call bullshit on I that call too. Bullshit. If he if they're gas, then the defense is gas like, too. And you see, like obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, but like they obviously lost this game. Like you had Phillies D gassed as well, and up against the two yard line on a two point event, like or a two point try. Like and frankly, against I, that vaunted defensive line, they were running the ball well. Yeah, yeah, they were. I yeah. mean, yep. I just thought, I thought they, they should have gone for it. I, really I do too. Now, last year, they were in this exact same position against the Giants, and he did go for two, and he didn't get it and lost. However, Riverboat Ron, be, be, Commit be yourself, to the identity. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. That was not like you to not go for two there. Mm-hmm. And I really hate the excuse of them being gassed. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I think that was more like, yeah, I wish I did, but he didn't want to say that, so he said they looked gassed. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's move on here. Bengals, Titans, Charlie. Jeez, um, uh, Charlie, I don't even. I, I don't really know what to say. This game was the the Titans defense absolutely swarmed Joe Burrow all game long. Um, I feel like all they did was just send the most extravagant blitzes to him all day long, knowing that he probably wasn't going to move around in the pocket very well. Um, but they knew that he also probably wasn't going to scramble either. And A, it felt like he had no time to throw. B, it didn't look like of the times he did have time to throw, he really knew or felt confident in his ability to get the ball there. But um, Derrick Henry threw a touchdown pass in the same sense. So <laughs> yeah. it's like, where where was the defense really? Like, again, this defense is facing some turnover in the secondary, but still it was like, this defense seemed better than where they were last year. Um, Derrick Henry had a pretty good game, um, uh, and I don't know. I, I, you know, I wanted to ask you: Is this more about the Titans or more about the Bengals? But I feel like it's both. The, the Titans finally looked really good. Yeah. You know, they they looked their best in a while. Um, obviously, the best this year, but 
I would say their best in a while. Yeah, Henry looked the best this year. He definitely looked his best this year. Um, I mean, it's kind of what you expect from Derrick. I mean, you definitely don't expect a passing touchdown, but um, Derrick Henry finally looked good. And this is what I think the Titan. This is the Titans' identity. Mm. As far as the Bengals, they've got. I think they have more questions than just Joe Burrow's health. Let's just say that. Okay. Uh, all right. Anything else? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, Charlie, the next game we had was Raiders-Chargers. Um, Chargers ended up surviving this game, and I'm going to leave it at surviving because the Raiders kind of had a chance to come back and win this thing. Um, but, Charlie, Khalil Mack, six sacks. Six. Yeah. And that's without Joey Bosa on the field. Yep. You think this was a revenge game or what? <laughs> No kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, huge game from Khalil Mack. And, uh, again, that's kind of like a, a quarterback. When you get sacked that many times, it's someone that doesn't know how to get rid of the ball. Daniel Jones does not know how to get rid of the ball for the Giants. Aiden O'Connell, rookie, get rid of the ball. Yeah. I, mean, th- I mean, I bet Khalil Mack was just freaking – drooling yeah. over the fact that he got to do this. But, um, frankly, the best Khalil Mack has looked in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Chargers, this is not a – considering the fact you had Aiden O'Connell, now I was high on him. But the – anyways, this is not a game that you should have just survived. But guess what? They're two and two. Brand Staley saved himself another week. Last two games, they've just survived. Yeah. So maybe we see the Vikings type regret regression for them. Um, or sorry, should I say progression or regression? TBD. Uh, all right, Charlie. We had Patriots at the Cowboys, and wow, buddy, wow, woof. The Patriots are finally bad. And we are alive to see it, Charlie. That feels good. It was Bill Belichick's <laughs> worst loss yeah. as a head coach for the Patriots. That feels really good to say. I won't lie. Um, Mac Jones looks terrible. Oh, yeah. Really bad. Really bad. Um, They're probably going to find some guy off the street that all of a sudden will turn into a Hall of Famer. I mean, I don't think this offense is great. I, you know, I think there is some instability as far as their playmakers slash weapons go. Like if Juju's your best wide receiver, you know, you probably have to have some limited expectations, but I just, I just thought that Bill O'Brien would have a better scheme so far. Yeah. Really disappointed being Bill able O'Brien. That, like he, he's worked with Mac Jones before. Now like he should know Mac Jones pretty well at this point. If you remember his offense, though, right, That's that was like the whole thing. Is we were expecting Bill O'Brien to really help Mac Jones succeed. But when he was in the NFL, Bill Bill O'Brien, he had offensive studs, dude. True. True. I mean, I think he was the head coach of the Texans when they had Arian Foster as a running back. Yep. And then Deshaun and DeAndre Hopkins. And, I mean, he had weapons for days, and now you've got to work with these freaking packets of mayonnaise, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty, yeah. I think uh, Bill has probably gotten so used to just signing 
completely mediocre wide receivers because Tom Brady will make them great. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and and his his form of signing elite wide receivers is signing another tight end. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that he will realize. Oh, I need to get like some actual. Oh. Which I didn't realize. Did you know Johnny Smith is no longer a Patriot? Um. Yes, I found that out this week. I I did too. I had no idea. I don't remember what team he's on, but I know he's not a Patriot because he caught a couple passes. I'm like, Janu's not on the New England anymore, which makes sense because they obviously have Hunter Henry and Mike Gesicki at this point. Yeah, but I still thought that was interesting. Um, and uh, oh damn, I had another thought. But either way, this this offense is forgettable. Yeah. I think they're going to – oh, my other thought was the last time Bill Belichick got, an, like, signed an elite playmaker, he was on the back half of his career. However, being with Tom Brady, Randy Moss was an absolute stud mm. and completely padded his career stats. But Randy Moss was on the – he was not in his prime with the Patriots. He just broke records because of Tom Brady, in my opinion. Okay. Don't don't get me wrong in saying that he wasn't the best receiver they've had in freaking twenty years at this point, but because of TB. Got it. All right, Charlie. Cardinals, 49ers. Let's hear it. What you got? Um Dude. Josh Dobbs might just kind of stay the quarterback. Comeback player of the year? Dude, he Can he be comeback player of the year? I don't think so. Because he was starting at during some games last year as a yeah. backup. Um, the the Cardinals, they are actually pretty impressive. I've got to say, scrappy. Yeah. Um, what do you think about Michael Wilson? Well, this was a one-off. This was his first NFL catch, if I'm not mistaken. You are mistaken. Okay. Well, he it was blew his... up at the end of last year. Mm-mm. He's, he's he a, had some receptions at the end of last I mean, year, I'm pretty I'm, sure. And he's had some catches so far this year. This has like been his best game so far this year. This was his first touchdown, I know. Yes. I thought that he was a rookie out of Stanford. I thought he was on their roster last year. I, I'll have to double-check that, but I I'm, I thought they said that he was a rookie out of Stanford. I had never heard of the kid before. Then maybe it was a different guy because they they, I thought that he was the same guy. He's huge. He's like 6'4". And I thought at the end of last year, Kyler had this guy back there who was doing pretty well as far as PPR goes, like six, six for, you know, 80, you know, things, something, putting up solid PPR stats. Who I remember having solid PPR stats for the Cardinals last year is Greg Dortch, who is their punt, return, punt and kick returner. Yeah. But he's a small guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't, it wasn't him. I okay. thought it was this guy. I don't know. We'll have to go back and look. But. Um, but either way, this was his first NFL touchdown. I know that for a fact. Um, I So I almost – I was considering picking him up. However, he's not – he's pretty much done nothing this year until this point. Like this was his biggest game worth anything. Yeah. Um, so we'll have to evaluate that. I, I, I'm not picking him up quite yet. But a couple more things on Josh Dobbs. I mean, led a 99 and a half yard 
drive against our defense to end the half. That doesn't look good. Um, the Niners, we have a couple problems, dude. One, I still want us to clean up the penalties, but, well, look, dude, listen to this. Listen okay. to this. I will. I will. The best team in the NFL right now, but you got a, you got some problems. Let's hear it. Um, <laughs> when... When our you, you, defense, just, just when so our know, defense, your problems ain't my problems. Right. Okay. True. True. All right. So no money, no problems. Let's hear say. your problems. Okay. Um, when our defense is in the red zone, mm-hmm. uh, the offense is six of nine getting in the end zone. That's tied for twenty third in the league. Yeah. Not a not a good trend. I will give yeah. you that. So we need to tighten that up. Um, we've got the Cowboys this week, which. We can get into it then, but um, either way, that needs to be tightened up. Cardinals, they're a tough team. Uh, I'm still – I mean, Brock Purdy's breaking records, it seems like, every time he steps on the field. Christian McCaffrey was breaking records. He could have potentially broken another record if Kyle had thought about it. Um, Getting five touchdowns would have been a Niners record. and uh, But, you know, he didn't. Let him do that. That's right. But he said he didn't realize when Brock Purdy ran that sneak in. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But either way, um, someone's going to learn to stop Christian McCaffrey. And then we've got other weapons. So either way, I'm happy with the game. I really wish we didn't give up that many points to that offense. Uh Anyways, we can move on. Unless you've got anything you want to... No. No. No? No. Nothing? Nope. You sure? Yep. Got any questions? <laughs> nope. Uh, thoughts? Nope. Who's your favorite Chief. fantasy player on that team? Um, Christian McCaffrey. All right. Fair uh, enough. I did have him in daily. It didn't win me any money, but I had him in daily, and I got pretty close. Yep. I, I, had, a, I had a good effort. I had a good effort. I, I think I came in second. I, I can't remember. You didn't. I did. Oh. But I also had Christian McCaffrey. I had Kenneth Walker we were, playing we were on Monday. We were within a half a point of each other. Okay. I know I had Kenneth Walker playing on Monday, and I never looked after that. But my account never changed, so I figured I, didn't, I took the L. Um, all right. Chiefs, Jets. Um, I don't know, Charlie. It just feels like like this kind of game Like just felt like there were so many distractions being in New York City. Taylor Swift was there, like, you know, the whole nine. It just felt like the Chiefs were lucky to get out of this game with a win because Zach Wilson decided to start playing better, I guess. Um, But I also think that the Chiefs rolled into this thing thinking that the Jets were going to lay down like a dead dog, and they didn't. So I think it kind of caught them by surprise. But, yeah, I mean, I think the entire game comes down to, like, the terrible call. Play call, not play call. Sorry, penalties. Yeah, Penalty. at the end of the game, um, what was holding? Is it holding? Is it? You know, was it holding? Do you think? Mm, no. Yeah, it definitely seemed like the ref kind of helped him out a little bit. Um, Sauce had he made a comment about that particular call. So what happened was uh, Sauce was covering. I guess who was it? MVS. Yeah. And um, first time they threw Sauce's way all game. And uh, I think DJ Reed, a Jets player came up with the interception. And after the play was over, the refs threw the flag 
on Sauce Gardner for holding, defensive holding, or maybe DPI, but defensive holding. It was holding. Yeah. Um, and Sauce Gardner said, you know, it's kind of like when you're playing one on one in basketball, you go for a layup, watch your shot, not make it, and then call foul. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a good way to put it, but. Yeah, I mean the Jets should have won that game. A new I don't know about that. Well, like there was a lot of that. opportunities I feel like for them to win that game. They didn't, but the the Chiefs escaped with one here. Patrick Mahomes only had two interceptions when he should have had four, really. Yeah. Um and I just like everyone's like Twitter and social media is blowing up. Well, Zach Wilson outdueled Patrick Mahomes like Guys, let's, no, I haven't. I haven't seen that let, necessarily. Let let's pump the brakes yeah. here, okay? But I, I'm tired of the Taylor Swift thing already. Um, I feel like that's a common thing again for the diehard people like us. Um, I understand that it's good for the NFL. I, I get that. But Business like, wise, it's insane. Like between Taylor Swift and Donna Kelsey, I'm sorry, but I don't need to see them anymore. I don't like. I'm so burnt out on it. Like we would never fall. Like Aiden Hutchinson's parents, Donna Kelsey, like. I don't care. I, I care more about Donna Kelsey than care. I do about Aiden Hutchinson. Like the only thing that I, the only thing that was cool was seeing Donna Kelsey for the Chiefs Eagles Super Bowl. That's cool. Mom of sons that are playing on opposing teams. That's a cool storyline. Now she's just a mom again. She's just a mom. Like I don't care. I don't care that she's hanging out with Taylor Swift. I don't. I don't care. I don't hear. I don't care that she's hanging out with Jake from State Farm. I don't care. I want to watch the game. Is she hanging out with Jake from State Farm? Yeah, she was at the Eagles game this weekend and was sitting next to Jake from State Farm, and he was literally wearing his full costume. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it didn't make any sense. That's why I was like, is is the NFL going WWE style? Is this all made up? Are we just scripting the games now? Maybe there really is an NFL script? I don't know. I was just like, what, what is this? What, what are we doing here? I, I don't know. All right, so uh, and we, Travis Kelsey is first time he's looked mediocre in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is is I'm, Taylor Swift going to be like the Kim Kardashian curse? I I'm kind of wondering, man. I, but I knew the Jet. I mean, honestly, though, like I don't. And this is why I don't think the Chiefs are going to go as I'm, I don't think the Chiefs are going to go as far this year because, like, realistically, I know they won last year without like super talented wide receivers, but. Their wide receivers definitely seem better than last year than they are this year. Yep. Maybe so, Juju is that much better than what they've got now. Yeah. I just I I don't know. I I think the Chiefs Well, actually Patrick Mahomes even came out and said that. He said just something along the lines of Um I took for granted what Juju did. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's exact I, I wasn't even about to say that because I couldn't remember exactly how he put it. I was gonna yeah. butcher it. But yeah. That is what he said and yeah, He's I mean, right. for sure. Even if it's just attention. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so, you know, we'll see. I'm sure the Chiefs will be fine. I'm not sure that they're they're not playing like a Super Bowl contender right now. Correct. All right, let's move on. Monday Night Football, we had Seahawks at the Giants. Uh, we talked about this already, Charlie. The Giants are just terrible right now. Uh, they are definitely on the schneid uh, and not looking to get off it anytime soon. Evan Neal is getting a lot of backs uh, backlash for um, his play recently. 
Um, he is the he was a right tackle. That's where they have him playing at least. Um, but the Giants took him over, you know, Icky, who we got, which honestly neither one of them. No, played. Icky was drafted first, though. Wasn't so, he? Yes, sorry, Icky and then Evan. But yeah. they were they were being compared to each yes, other yes. throughout the draft. Um, but honestly, neither one of them are playing that well right now. So um, not surprising that he is seeing that type of. Um, those type of issues considering that they gave up 11 sacks uh, to the Seahawks. So Daniel um, Jones got to get rid of the ball, dude, get rid of the ball. What did you have to, what did you think about um, what's his name? Adams, the safety. Why am I blanking on his first name? Jamal Adams, Jamal Adams playing one snap and then getting pulled or one series and then getting pulled uh, by the neuro doctor on the sideline for a concussion. Um, that, I didn't have a problem with that. That looked like it was probably very reasonable that he would be in concussion protocol for that. Yeah. Do you you don't agree? No, I actually do agree. But like, I he understand why Jamal Adams was so like screaming at the doctor. Like, well, he worked so hard to come all the way back and literally especially in the first for series. this, especially for this stadium and everything where yeah. he came from. Right. This was his first time pe- playing in MetLife since he was traded from the Jets. Um. So naturally he was extra excited. And yeah, that that really is unfortunate. But yeah, he, I mean, he was literally staggering trying to stand up. Yeah. Yeah. It looked right. Yeah. Like they looked like they made the right call. Right. But then when he got to the sideline, he was he seemed normaler. It could have literally dude when I'm when I've crouched on the ground for too or crouched yeah. near the ground for too long, I'll stagger when I stand up. And it would have been really unfortunate if that's what happened. But like just like a random stagger, yeah. which happens, you know. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's what he thinks it was, and it could have been. Uh, but it doesn't seem out of the question that they like that. That seemed totally what the NFL should be doing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It was a pretty gnarly knee to the to the temple there. Yeah. All right, Charlie. Well, that wraps it up about last week's games. Um, Charlie, we're about a quarter way through the season. Like we said earlier, do you have our game picks? Yes, Bryce. You went eleven and five. I also went eleven and five. Wow. Although we had different picks. Yeah. Um, and the listeners went ten and six. So overall for the year. I'm 40 and 24. You are 39 and 25. And the listeners are 35 and 29. Wow. This is the best start I've had. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, and that's that for that. All right, cool. All right, Charlie, are you ready for this week's? Yep, first week of buys. Yeah. We got a couple of teams on buying. We got the, we five, got, it's a heavy, five teams? It's a heavy uh, – should be f- four teams. Okay. Um. It's a heavy fantasy bye week, though. Yeah, it is. A lot of a lot of primetime people. Chargers are always Seahawks. Yeah, Buccaneers, and um, someone else too. Yeah, someone else is on bye. Yeah, someone else is on bye. But either way, heavy fantasy. Mm-hmm. All right, Charlie. Let's get this thing started here. We have Thursday night football: Bears at Commanders. Washington is favored by six points. Charlie, my love is going to be scary Terry here. I just have a feeling like um, this seems like a good Terry game. Uh, the Bears secondary is not good, so uh, I have a feeling like scary Terry is going to pop off. Also, wouldn't be surprised if Desha- uh, Jahan Dotson has a good game here as well. 
Uh, my hate is going to be Khalil Herbert. I thought that the commanders did a pretty good job of stuffing the run against the Eagles. And in my opinion, the Eagles are um, one of the best running teams in the NFL. Browns are also on by. Sorry. I just... There it is. Yep. I knew there was one more. Um, so scary. Terry's my love. Khalil Herbert is my hate. Charlie, what you got? Uh, I love Brian Robinson in this one. Um, he's been really trending towards a uh, an RB1, I would say. He's yeah. getting there. Yeah. And um, I hate Logan Thomas in this one just because he hasn't, like, really popped out yet this year. Um, Bryce Fantasy pick him. Sam Howell, 21.41 mm. points. I'll go under because I think they will lean on the run game here. Yeah, unless Chicago can somehow produce the same performance, mm-hmm. I'm going to go under as well. That, that's what I was going to ask you here when I ask you your game pick. Like, Do you think Justin Fields can have the same type of game that he had last week? Or will he, I should say? We know he can, but will he? Will Washington possibly um, sleep on him? I don't know that Washington's good enough to sleep on anyone right now. Fair enough. I don't think he will. You don't. I don't think. Sorry, I don't think Justin Fields will have another smash. Have game. another smash game this week. Okay. Um, fantasy wise, maybe running the ball. Um, game pick. I've got Washington. Okay. Um, I, I'm gonna go Washington only because I just think experience is gonna win in this game. Short weeks are always tough. Yeah, always tough. All right, let's move on here, Charlie. We have our second London game: Jaguars versus the Bills. So, quick question before we jump into this game: Yeah, Jaguars have been in London. They were in London last week, so mm-hmm. they obviously stayed. Do you think they, there is going to be a significant home field advantage, if you will? Um, I don't know about significant, but do I think there will be a home field advantage? Yes. I and think- I, what I mean by that is travel mainly, the travel yeah. aspect. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I do. I, I think so too. Yeah. Um, Buffalo is favored though by five and a half points. Wow. So, Charlie, what is your love hate? Uh, I love Dalton Kincaid in this one. No, I am have been. I like Jacksonville's defense. Uh, you know, I think they're gonna really tighten the bolts, if you will. I think I used that phrase already today, but um, I think that. I, I like their defense and what they can do, but this offense is just if the Bills' they, offense. If yeah, if they are as greased up as it looks like they are, this is going to be a really tough team to stop. Um, I hate ETN in this one because I kind of think Jacksonville is going to have to stay in the air to keep up. Bryce, who's your love hate? Yeah, I love Trevor's legs here. Um, I think he's going to have to, like what he did against Atlanta, he's going to have to extend some drives with his legs, being creative, uh, gaining those yards that way. But I also hate Travis Etienne for the same exact reason. I just think that the um, Jaguars, I don't love the Jaguars run game right now, um, just because it seems like um, Travis Etienne just runs two yards and then gets stuffed. Um, but I just think they're going to have to Jags going to have to throw a good bit in order to keep up with this game. I would really like to see Calvin Ridley go off here in this game, but obviously I'm a little biased since I have him on my fantasy. Team. All right. Well, this actually might be the easiest fantasy pick 'em 
I think, okay. ever. And just so everyone knows, I go through my games, I choose my love hates and my fancy pickums, and then I go back and choose look at the points and associate them. This is a shocking number to me, but my fancy pickum is Calvin Ridley, nine point eight five points over. I think that's probably the easiest one we've had. Yeah, definitely hitting the over. Yep, same game pick. I'm trying to let you get some game picks in early because I, I don't. I'm want going to like, Buffalo. Yeah, I'm going to go Buffalo as well. Although I would not be surprised if Jags keep this close. I don't think Jags will win, but I wouldn't be surprised if they keep it close. All right, Charlie, moving on. We have Panthers at the Lions. Detroit is favored by nine and a half points. Uh, Charlie, my love is going to be David Montgomery and Amonra St. Brown. Um, I do think that the Lions will have a pretty productive day uh, through all of their fantasy players, um, including Sam Laporta, who has been tight end one, debatably, throughout the first four weeks. Um, All of their fantasy players? Well, yeah. Not all of them, because okay. obviously I don't think Gibbs who's, is... Right. Who's your hate? Uh, my hate is going to be Miles Sanders. Okay. Uh, he's been super, super inefficient with his touches so far this year to the point where they're like starting to track it. Uh, Twitter, Panthers Twitter is tracking it, and Chuba Hubbard is like, like not only doubling him up, but almost quadrupling the amount of yards per touch Wow. Uh, as far as Miles Sanders goes. So pretty incredible to see that. Um, Charlie, who's your love hate? Love Amonra, hate Jameer. Yeah. For yeah. every reason that you have said the yeah. past couple weeks. Uh, Charlie, I have the Lions getting a win at home. Fan- fantasy pick them real quick. David Sorry. Montgomery, 11 and a half points. I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over as well. Panthers are conceding a lot of yards on the ground. A lot. I'll go Detroit. Yeah. Did you say Detroit? Yep. All right, Charlie, moving on here. We have Titans at Colts, AFC South matchup. Tennessee is a road dog favored by only one point. One point. Who's your love hate? A road dog. Road dog. Okay. Yeah. On the road, favored. Okay. Or sorry. Right. I, there, so it's not a road it's dog. It's a home sorry. dog. Home. Colts, Colts are a home dog. Yeah. Um, I love King Henry. Now that he's bounced back, um, I like him to continue producing i'm not saying he's gonna go off again but like him to continue producing i hate zach moss because although i do think he will get more touches than jonathan taylor but Mm -hmm. having jonathan taylor back i think that um it's just gonna vulture some of his touches bryce who's your love hate yeah my love is gonna be uh westbrook akine um he seems to be the favorite target right now with deandre taking most of the target most of the attention from the defense off of him. Uh, and my hate's going to be Jonathan Taylor. I kind of think the same thing, Charlie. I, I just think I wouldn't be surprised if Jonathan Taylor has a better fantasy day than Zach Moss does. But I think Zach Moss is going to get a higher volume just because Jonathan Taylor is coming back. Um, not necessarily in a short week, but I, I just don't know what to really expect and I have a hard time believing that he's going to get 20 full touches and just be the dominant lead back coming back into this thing after, you know, a nice little hiatus there. Um, one thing to look out for, goal line situations. I wouldn't be surprised if we're looking at Anthony Richardson, like bootleg slash just passing touchdowns. If they're going to put Jonathan Taylor in, they're going to stack the box. Well, obviously it's a goal line, but – they're going to maybe look for Jonathan Taylor to get the ball and pass it. Um, 
my oh fantasy pick'em Jonathan Taylor, ten point four five points. That's a tough one. That is a tough one. That's why I like it. I'll go under. Yeah, I'm gonna go under for this first game as yeah. well. Yeah. Game pick. Tennessee. Okay, I'll go Colts just okay. to be different. I wanted the Colts, so I'm glad you said that. So not just to be different. That's who you wanted. It's kind of who I wanted, but yeah. I would I would have gone the other way if, if you okay, would have gotcha, chose gotcha. the Colts. All right, so next one we have Saints at the Patriots. Charlie, New England is favored by one point as well. Uh, my love is going to be Michael Thomas. I just have a feeling like J.C. Jackson, I wouldn't be surprised if he starts and then has a really good game. Uh, so I don't see much from Chris Olave, especially because that's what Bill Belichick likes to do is take away their number one thing. Gotcha, gotcha. Sorry. I thought, okay. Yep, yep. gotcha. Um, so Michael Thomas, I'd like to see. I, I think he'll have a solid PPR day. And Charlie, my hate's going to be Mac Jones. The Saints D is no, nothing to mess around with. And I think they're just, they saw the tape from Dallas and they're just going to absolutely get after Mac Jones this week. All right, PPR. I love Kamara, dude. Give me another mm-hmm. 13 catches for 20 freaking yards. Yeah. I don't care. I'll take the, the full 13 points. That's right. Um, hate Mac Jones as well because what's to like? That's right. Uh, fantasy pick him. Olave, 10.82. Under. I'm going to go over. Okay. Game pick. New Orleans. <sighs> do it. Do it. I'll go New Orleans. I'll go New Orleans. Oh, okay. That's not what I was saying. Do it. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I'll go New Orleans. Yeah. Nah, I don't love it. Can I change it? Can I change it? Sure. I'll go Pats. Bill Belichick, I feel like, would respond well after a game like this. And I think the Saints are susceptible to that. Yeah. I I, I, I would not be shocked to see yeah. the Patriots pull this one out. Sure. Um, all right. Next one. Ravens at Steelers. Baltimore's favored by four points. Charlie, who is your love-hate? Love Lamar on this one. I, frankly, the only thing I trust in Pittsburgh's defense is T.J. Watt. Yeah. I mean. They, Their secondary is not good. They've got talent. They have talent, but they're, they're not playing not well. Yeah. Um, it's it's a real disappointment. Uh, hey, Pickett, who you got? I'll be curious to see if Kenny Pickett plays with the bone bruise. Right. I probably wouldn't play him, especially with the bone bruise, knowing that he hasn't had a ton of production so far this year as well. Uh, my love is going to be Zay Flowers for that same exact reason. I don't love the Steelers' secondary right now, so Zay Flowers seems to be the number one target for Lamar. Uh, my hate is going to be Pat Fryermuth again. I, I don't know what Steelers quarterback we're going to see here. Pat Fryermuth is also a little banged up as well. Um, if it's Mitch, if it's Mason, I don't really know. I don't really know what to expect either. So I'm just kind of hating Pat due to a quarterback change and being a little banged up. Um, fantasy pick em. This is actually another layup, but Zay Flowers, 7.47. You know what I'm going. And and just to remind everyone, this is PPR uh, fantasy projections. Yep. Definitely. Over. Over. Game pick. Baltimore. Steelers at home. Are you, Is that your game pick? No, no, no. Well, You're reminding no, I'm saying, me? I'm reminding you the Steelers are at home. I'm going to change a damn thing. Okay. Who you got? I'm not going to change anything either. If Kenny Pickett was healthy, I might. But now I'm For not. real? I might, yeah. 
Again, what is Mike, Mike Tomlin does what Bill Belichick does. He responds after a loss. They're one and three. I understand that. But I feel like especially against a division opponent, they would respond after a loss. Their only win has come against a divisional opponent, so there's that. There you go. All right, Charlie. Let's... So Baltimore is your pick. Yeah, I got Baltimore. Yep. All right, moving on. Let's have Texans at the Falcons. Atlanta is favored by two points. Charlie, who is your love-hate? I love C.J. Stroud in this. I hate Desmond Ritter. Okay. The winner. The winner Ritter, dude. Yeah. I hate him in this one for yeah. fantasy. Okay, that's a surprise. Um, I love <laughs> Collins and Dell. Um, and then my hate is Kyle Pitts, just because that seems to be a pretty classic. Pick. When is he going to get traded, dude? Uh, it's a good question. I think he should should have been traded last year, but what do I know? I'm not Arthur Smith. Pick him. Is that someone that you would be interested in getting for the Panthers? Yeah, absolutely. Because I don't think we, I, I don't love Hayden Hurst. I don't love him. Here's the thing. But, like, I think you could run Kyle Pitts like an outside wide I receiver. I think Kyle Pitts can become who he was drafted to be yeah. with a lot of different teams. Yeah. And right now, he's going to be as cheap probably or, well, I don't know. Let him keep not producing. Yeah. And he will still be cheap. But, I mean, I think if you go to – I mean, he was in a first-round eighth overall pick. Mm-mm. Fourth, sorry. Fourth, yeah. I thought it was eighth. Um, I think if you go and you say that you're gonna you're the give them a th- you're gonna give the Falcons a third round pick, I mean, how do you say no for that? That I mean, that's fucking money in the you bank. You know dude. what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't know. And it's not it's not like he is. There's a lot of guys that aren't performing well. It's not that he's not performing well. He's just not getting the ball. Yeah, I saw a tweet that says. Uh, the Falcons have Kyle Pitts uh, doing cardio every Sunday. <laughs> so true. I thought that was bad. So, all right, pick him. Uh, Bijan, 14.61. Mm. I'll go over. He seems to be hitting overs on every given Sunday. Yeah. And even if I don't like the matchup, which yeah. I actually don't. Um, you just, I think Atlanta's going to struggle here big time. I think yeah. D'Amico Ryan's going to have a pretty good defense dialed up here. I, I totally agree, and I still think Bijan will hit the over on the 14. Yeah. 14 and a half it is, I guess. Game pick? I got Houston, dude. I got Houston, too. They're hot right now. Yeah, yep. I don't want to play them, and I have nope. to. All right, Giants at the Dolphins. Miami is favored by 11 points. Our biggest spread of the weekend, Charlie. 11 points. Um, who is your love? Who is your hate? A-chan, dude. is my love. Hate Dino Dong, Daniel Jones. Bryce? Yeah, I, um, I'd i like to see Waddle get back on pace here. So mm-hmm. I feel like this is a Waddle game. So Waddle's going to be my love. I it just like He's just been kind of quiet over the last couple Ooh, of weeks. Ooh, another, another uh, candidate for your fantasy dud. Uh, yeah, you could. You could argue that. But, again, it's not like he's drafted like Tyreek Hill, though. No, right, right. You know what I mean? So but he's like, still drafted He's still drafted three high. rounds. Yeah. I mean, Devontae Smith is one that you could definitely compare him to because, obviously, paired with a dominant wide receiver and still has produced, like, arguably a uh, low-end wide receiver one. Nor- Devontae. On- Devonte. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Waddle hasn't. Right. So I'd like to see Waddle kind of get back on – 
on the ship here yeah. uh, and get off the schneid a little bit. Get off the schneid. That's right. Uh, my hate, I, I don't know if Saquon's going to play. He had a limited practice today. Um, remember, he's recovering from that high ankle sprain. I do think if he does play, he's going to be highly involved. But as we've seen, the first game back for these running backs off a high ankle sprain doesn't go well. And especially if the Seahawks were able to blitz the Giants and get 11 sacks on the game, what do you think the Dolphins are going to do? Blitz? That normally doesn't work well when you try and run the ball. Now, Giants are obviously going to scheme up some things so that way they do not get killed like they did last week, which could mean, again, some uh, screens for Saquon, things like that. But I just, I'm going to hate Saquon here. I'm starting him because I feel like I have to if he plays. Um, but I don't, I'm not, uh, I'm not expecting 14, 15 points from Saquon here. I'm starting him because he's simply my RB1. Fair enough. Um, fantasy pick him. Tua. 26.97. What are you going? I'm going to go over because the Giants continue to blitz the shit out of every team they play. Tua has actually been very, very good against the blitz so far this year. So I feel like the Dolphins may not be able to run the ball, and I feel like they're going to try and scheme up some things for Tua to get the ball out, which is why I kind of like Jalen Waddle to run those underneaths and hopefully get loose on one. So here was my thing about this. And I, I have Tua, and I have a very good other quarterback in that league, and so I had to think about it. One, the Dolphins are going to bounce back and show out. Yeah. My other question is, are they going to have to throw the ball to keep up in this game? Absolutely not. Will they throw the ball? Probably. Yes, they will. Um, <laughs> even if it's like dinks and occasional dinks and dunks to beat the blitz to their A-chans and their Mosterts. Um, I'm going to go. So I've got his projection at 26.97. I got him for 27. Okay. I will go. I'll go over. Okay. I think That's that, good because I already marched you forever because you already said over. There you go. That works. <laughs> Game pick. <laughs> Uh, Miami. Yeah, I got Miami too. All right. Uh, next game we have Bengals. <laughs> Bengals at Cardinals. Uh, Bengals are favored on by three points on the road. Charlie, who is your love hate? Ready for this? Yeah. I almost I almost went Josh Dobbs on this. Love. Yeah. Wow. But I went Hollywood Brown. Wow. Okay. I uh, love Hollywood Brown. He's actually. He's Put not up some pretty sneaky good numbers. You know who lets you down more than Hollywood Brown? T. Higgins. Rondell Moore. Oh, yeah. Um, Hollywood Brown is at least getting on the freaking board every yeah. every week. Um, I hate Zach Ertz in this one. He's been, um, he's at like George Kittle status right now. Yeah. He's like there. Yeah. And will disappoint you every week. Um. Bryce? Yeah, my love is going to be um, – I put Wilson. Michael Wilson? Michael Wilson. Sorry, I couldn't remember his name. I, uh, 
He's so new on the scene, it feels like. I couldn't he remember is. his name. He is now. But he's huge, and he's getting a lot of targets right now. The Bengals' secondary is not great. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets back into the end zone this weekend. Uh, but my my main love here is going to be Tyler Boyd. I, I don't necessarily trust T. Higgins with a couple fractured ribs to go out there and be producing um, effectively. So normally when T. Higgins is not on the field, Tyler Boyd does pretty well, actually. Yep. So uh, I like Tyler Boyd here, and therefore my hate is going to be simply T. Higgins. Fantasy pick him, Joe Burrow, 22.36. I and was in this thinking league, it would be right at that number. In this league that I uh, that I get these numbers off of, I believe it's the same league. He came off a a, a five point performance. Yeah. Um, I'll here. Let me start. Yeah, I'm going under. Okay. I what was the number again? Twenty two point three six. I'll go under. I'll go under. Uh, game pick. Cardinals. Cardinals. I'm going Cardinals. And and like at some point, Cincinnati yeah. is just going to prove us wrong. Maybe this is the game. Yeah. But Arizona look. I mean, in my opinion, Arizona looks a lot better than Cincinnati does. I agree. All right, Charlie. Let's move it forward here. We have Eagles at the Rams. Philly is only favored by four points, so that's a credit to the Rams, buddy. My love is going to be Devontae Smith, kind of for the same reason that I love Jalen Waddle. Um, you know, AJ Brown popped off last week against the Commies, um, so it just kind of feels like it's Devontae Smith's turn. Um, I do think that the Rams will kind of slide their packages towards AJ Brown. So again, just like again, like I said against Waddle, like it feels like this might be a wide receiver two kind of day, more than anything else. So I'm going to bet high on Devontae Smith. My hate is going to be Tutu Atwell. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what Cooper Cup's role is going to be if he if he does end up playing. I don't know what his role is. I don't know what Puka Nakua's role is going to be because they run. They're in the same spot. I mean, Cooper Cup and Puka run out of the same spot. So I don't know. Say that five times fast. I don't know what that role is going to be. So Tutu Atwell might be out there Damn. at the same time. Cooper Cup, Puka, and Tutu? Yeah, right? <laughs> but, like, I don't know that Tutu Atwell is going to continue to be featured in this offense moving forward. So he had had some pretty good waiver wire numbers, like some streaming numbers, but I, I don't know if that continues moving forward here, bud. Um, but having said that, my love is going to be Stafford because if Cooper Cup is available, he he might be more excited than ever with how much he loves Puka already. Um, finally able to trust Tutu, and then he gets his boy back. I just wouldn't be surprised if they play both Puka and Cooper. Not at the same time, but out of that same position. So I would I would bet that we probably see like a 60-40 split, maybe 70-30. Okay. Favoring Puka. See, I don't I don't see why they wouldn't go I just have four a hard, spread. Keep both of them in the slot. Yeah, I don't know that that's the way Van Jefferson and Tutu on the outside. Right. And you still have Kyron Williams, who's been producing pretty well through their run game. So, 
I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. And they like Tyler Higby as well. So I don't know what they'll do. But I think Tutu's the first man out. My hate. Now, I, I have a stipulation here. Is DeAndre Swift because he has been killing it in between the tackles. Yeah. Like that's been his bread and butter recently, which was not his bread and butter in the past, but yeah. it has been. Um The Rams have a guy named nine or number ninety nine. Yeah, he's pretty good at what he does. Yeah, and he kind of lives in between the tackles and he don't let a lot happen in there. Um now I do think DeAndre will probably get some work in the passing game. But as far as where his bread and butter running game goes, may not be as solid of a day as the past two weeks where he's been an absolute stud. Bryce, fantasy pick him is Jalen Hurts at 27.57. Over. Because uh, Because of the tush push, dude, I'm going over as well, but this is a, this is an interesting pick for me. I, I want to hear your game pick. Eagles, go Rams. I think Do I might it. go Rams here. Go Rams. Um, if if Cooper Cup is back, I think I'm going Rams. Okay. So I'm just gonna go Rams. I guess. Okay. All right, Jets at the Broncos, Charlie. Uh, Denver's favored by one and a half points. Charlie, who's your love-hate? Robert Sala came out and said, there are no more limitations on Brees Hall. We are no longer limiting his uh, pitch count or whatever. Love Brees Hall. Hate Javante Williams. Bryce, who's your love-hate? Yeah, I love uh, the McLaughlin kid. Um, I I think he's going to do pretty well. it might have to do well out of the backfield, like catching the ball. Um, but I think he's able to do that. My hate is going to be Garrett Wilson, only because I don't know that we've seen Garrett Wilson versus Pat Sertan yet. I don't think they played last year, did they? Not that I remember. Curious to see the matchup. Um, pick him. Russell Wilson. Yeah. Who had himself a game last he week. He did. He's at 20.86. That's tough. I'll go over because I think he's going to have to have another big game in order to win this game. Who's your game pick? I'm going under for Russell at 20.86, but just under. Um, I'm going... I'm going Jets. Damn it! <laughs> behind Brees Hall, dude. I, I wanted to. I'm taking the Jets because I really wanted the Jets here. All right. I don't care that you picked them already. Um, yeah. I I think Zach Wilson played well enough to win last week. So I, I agree. I, I'd like I like to see the Jets get off the schneid here. Um, all right. Chiefs at the Vikings. Charlie Kansas City's favored by four points. Uh, my love is just going to be points in general. Uh, I think this is going to be a high scoring affair. Um, I'll be curious to see who ends up dominating this game fantasy value wise, but uh, I do think that there will be a lot of points scored. Uh, My hate is going to be the running game. I do think Alexander Madison and Isaiah Pacheco could have similar numbers, but just in two very different ways. I think Madison will be more involved in the passing game, but I think um, that the chiefs will continue to try and run Pacheco as much as they can on the ground itself. Um, I love Travis Kelsey to have a bounce back game. Um, 
I meant Travis Swift, sorry. There you go. And uh, I hate Alexander Madison. He had his best game last week, and it was fine. Like, he was on my bench, but he could he can stay there, in my opinion. Okay. Um, fantasy pick him, TJ Hawkinson, 8.52. Over. Over. Game pick. Kansas City. Do it. I I'm I I was kind of split. So go ahead. Yeah. It's early. I'll make it up. I'll go Vikes. I kind of like that pick. All right. Um, Sunday. Kansas night. City's defense struggled against the Jets. They did. They will struggle against the Vikings. You big time. Yeah. I don't know how Trent McDuffie's going to do against JJ. But I also wouldn't be surprised if Jordan Addison starts to have himself a day. I really freaking hope so. Yeah, me too. Um, all right, Sunday Night Football, probably the game of the week, um, in my opinion. I think this yeah. is the best matchup over any of the other games. I mean, you could argue Chiefs-Vikings, but this, in my opinion, is hands down the best game of the weekend. Um, Cowboys at 49ers, Sunday Night Football. Charlie, the Niners are favored by four points. Charlie, you know I'm going to pass it off to you. Who's your love-hate? Um, I actually think this is a Kittle game. Okay. They're going to do everything they can to stop McCaffrey and Ayuk, in my opinion. So I'm expecting Kittle and Debo to have themselves a day. Um, But I think the ball is going to need to be spread around. Um, I hate Tony Pollard in this. Who's your love-hate? I actually love Ayuk here, and although I think they will limit his big playability... I just think he's going to be a PPR a PPR guy for this week. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes with like eight for ninety yards. You know, like it, it, his stats aren't going to blow you away, but fantasy value wise, he's going to have a solid day here. Well, he's just without Trayvon Diggs. Like I just don't yeah. see anyone being able to cover him consistently. All he's done is blown away when he started. I mean, last week it was six catches for all. He was averaging twenty five yards a catch. Yeah, it was insane. Um. What's your favorite matchup? San Francisco's offense against Dallas's defense or D- Dallas's offense against San Francisco's defense? I would say it would be Dallas D against San Fran O. Yeah, I think uh, I'm more excited about that. I think that's the most exciting um, part of this game. I, I do think that San Fran will probably slow the game down and try and run right down the Dallas Cowboys' throats for a majority of the game. Um, and with Christian, you can do that. Yep. With and Christian, I think, you can and do that. E- Elijah Mitchell, I think, will get more touches in this game because they will want to establish that game or establish that running game like down down their freaking throat. Heavy play action from Brock this week. Yep. Heavy um, play action. Trey Lance, apparently they, are, they plan to use Trey Lance to game plan against the Niners, get an idea of what they're going to do offensively, which I, I see that as a fair – Here's the thing. Dan Quinn and Kyle Shanahan know each other pretty well already. Um, Kyle Shanahan, as of recently, has had the upper hand. But before that, Dan Quinn did. And so this is the rivalry. Consider the rivalry renewed. Um, And Dallas is angry. So um, this is... Going to be a hell of a game. I've got San Francisco. 
Go ahead. What were you about to say? Did you have a pick'em? Did I not say it yet? I couldn't. I don't remember if you I don't think I did. Fantasy pick'em is Dak at 21.65. I know, and I have him... I have him on my squad this week, and I'm purposely not playing him. I, I do think Dak will still have a good game, though, because I think McCarthy will have some good schemes, but especially if you guys sit back in the zone all day. Um, I'll take the over on that, though. Okay. I, I do think the Cowboys will bring the juice, though. I really do. I think the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. No, I think this I is. I think this will be a really good game, uh, and I'm really excited for it because we need a good primetime game. I'm going under mainly. Because of my heart, not because of my brain. Fair. Game pick? San Francisco. Yeah, I got Niners at home. I think that that makes a big difference here. All right, Charlie, last game here. We have Monday Night Football, Packers at the Raiders. Green Bay is favored by one point. Uh, Charlie, my love here is going to be Romeo Dobbs and Jordan Love. Um, I think they'll they'll have a good partnership throughout this game here. Um and I, I just don't know that I really believe in the Raiders' defense or the Raiders in general here. So, um, overall, I do like the Packers in general, but I think the Packers' offense will kind of get back on track here. My hate's going to be Josh Jacobs. If there's one thing that we've learned about the Raiders is that if you take away the run game, it makes them really mediocre, really mediocre. And that's saying something considering that they have Devontae Adams out there as a wide receiver. So. I've been waiting to say this. My love is love. Nice. Um, I hate A.J. Dillon. I'm really, really hoping Aaron Jones picks it up with after a 1.9 point perform, performance. Fantasy pick him, Josh Jacobs, 13.35 points. Under. I'm going to go over on this one. All right, Charlie. You know what time it is. Time to slow it down on nice and smooth like like a like a smooth trumpet on a rainy day. Mm. Like a like a smooth jazzy tone floating past your ear. How, how often do you listen to trumpet on when it's raining? Uh, quite sound, often. I it guess. sounds pretty smooth though, I yeah, gotta say. Yeah, quite often, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I listen to a lot of lo fi recently, so <laughs> I just kinda let the smooth jazz tones roll over your eardrums and pass through your your orbital brain yeah the orbital brain is and uh let it just do what it needs to do soothe the soul on a rainy day that's right <laughs> so charlie i'm gonna run this back and with jazz you think about classic lovey-dovey songs and charlie i'm thinking about love and a whole lot of them charlie i'm gonna start this thing off with jordan love at a smooth $5,800, Charlie. I know Jordan Love has not put up massive numbers, but I do think this is a plus matchup for my man. And I, he's good for three touchdowns. And he's good for at least two to three touchdowns, not only through the air, Charlie, but on the ground. I like Jordan Love at $5,800 to get it done with a whole lot of love. Next, I'm going to run it back, Charlie, with a guy who's just been a thorn in my side since week one. All right, and there's nothing smooth about him. He's big, he's abracious, he just pounds the rock. Abracious is a word for sure. Yeah, through the offense. People say that all the time. And uh, his name is David Montgomery, the former ISU Cyclone. 
at only $6,600, Charlie, the Panthers concede a lot of yardage on the ground. I like him to run it back with not three touchdowns, Charlie, but at least two. The abracious. The abracious. David Montgomery. Back. That's right. Charlie, I'm going to run it back and go the complete opposite and be non-abracious or abrasive. <laughs> That's the word. That's the word. <laughs> That's the word. I get finally connected for, for me. <laughs> I'm going to go Davon A-Chan, Charlie. At $6,100, I'm surprised he is this cheap for as much production as we've seen, Charlie. All right, I like him to uh, get on the A-Train and pull the A-Chain. It's it's A-Chan. Yeah, 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 we got that. Next, Charlie, I like... Brandon Ayuk at only $6,200 after an absolute smash spot last week. How is this man so cheap, Charlie? I understand that the matchup may not be there, but I like my man to get it done this week. Charlie, I'm going to run it back with Puka Nakua at $7,700. Although we had talked earlier about him and his production, and the potential of Cooper Cup to interfere. I like him to get it done this week. Next, I'm going to go with the top performing tight end of the NFL season so far in Sam Laporta at $5,000, Charlie. And I'm going to run it back. I'm going to spend up for my defense. Saints defense, $3,000. I like the Saints to put up enough points to be effective as your defense. That's pretty good, Bryce. I think uh, I think you're going to go somewhere this time. I doubt it, but we'll see. I hope spring's eternal. <laughs> That's right. Like Justin Fields fans. Uh, well, okay. now you're just rubbing it in again. Yeah, I know. Uh, all right, Charlie. Uh, let's do this thing here. Charlie. Bryce. Waves chopping your ass. Bryce, what's giving you the red ass this week? I appreciate the, the muted, yeah. the muted. We, we've got a, we got. I got a headache going on as well, so that's uh, okay. part of the reason why. But yeah, um, yeah, fake news uh, on Twitter. Uh, it's hard to keep up with. It's hard to gain solid knowledge. You know, there's a lot going on with Panthers Twitter right now about what we need to do, what they're thinking about doing as far as trading for people and things like that. And it's just hard to find anything credible, but there's a lot out there. So it's like you see it and you almost just have to ignore it all, which is just hard to do in general. So Charlie fake news has been chapping my ass so far this week. Um, what's been chapping my ass. I, I was listening to the radio show that I usually listen to in this 49ers fan called in and apparently I missed this part, but he was talking about Kenny Pickett and how he wasn't as good as our quarterback, Brock Purdy. And there's this regular Steelers caller that called in and he dropped an F bomb on the radio. And this guy calls every single day, so he knows better than that. But he was saying how terrible Brock Purdy is compared to Kenny Pickett and how much better Kenny Pickett is Mm. than Brock Purdy. And, you know, I don't call in, so I, I can't really say anything, but I have this mode to say to him, one, you're wrong. But two, another thing is there's all this talk about the 49ers haven't played anyone. 
So, like, you know, we don't know how good we are. But what I do know is we've beaten everyone that's been put in front of us. That's all we can do. So that's all I've got. Um, Listen, I guess we'll see what happens this Sunday night. Um, And it's going to be a tense one. This is going to be a stress game for sure. But I'm excited to see. And we'll find out a little bit more about the NFC juggernauts here. See who's the real deal, who's not. Yes, we will. Excited for you. Bryce, uh, I think that's going to wrap it up. That's all we got. Um, Please follow us on Instagram. Listen to the guy at the end. He'll tell you how to do that. And uh, everyone, good luck in fantasy this week. Thank you. This has been the Unsolicited Advice Podcast. Don't forget to please like, rate, and subscribe. And check us out on Instagram at un.solicitedadvice underscore. Until next time, bet the over.